Episode 33, the podcast of Tibetan Kung Fu. This is the podcast dedicated to our Kung Fu family. Those folks that practice Kung Fu to be a better person first and a better martial artist second. My name is Sifu T.W. Smith. And whether you're stopping by today for the first time or if you come by here regularly, I hope you'll find that it's my goal each and every time to encourage you and to share with you things that I've learned to be true through many years of practice and through many years of reflection, and some of it is current, things that are going on with me, things that are going on with the Kung Fu family, and in today's episode, specifically something that was going on with my son and I this past Friday. In today's podcast, I asked Patrick about an application on a droid device, the meditation class, who is Paku and Mimi, a little bit about essentialism, a little Chinese medicine, and a question from my son. Updates will be at the end of today's podcast, so if you want to find out what's going to be going on over the next few weeks, that'll be at the very end. Patrick is known here at the Quoon as our expert in virtual security. In fact, that's what he does for a living. Anytime he starts to talk about applications, internet security, and all that, well, usually I just walk around and shut everything off, turn my phone off, take the batteries out of everything, because it just terrifies me that nothing's safe. But but it's always great when we get questions, and I hold on to them till he comes into practice. About a week or so ago, one of the students asked me if a credit card app would be safe on a Droid device. And I deferred and said, let's ask the Internet security expert, Mr. Patrick. And his words were, avoid all applications that even guarantee that your credit card information is safe both on an iPhone or an iOS device or and a Droid device. According to Patrick, it is not necessarily the software or the application that may be at risk. In many cases, it is the operating system itself that is at risk. Let me shut off my phone real quick. Okay, I'm back. After talking with several of the participants, I've decided to extend the free Monday meditation class through February and March. I was told by a couple of folks that getting here at 12 would be a little easier for them. So that's what we'll do. Noontime, Mondays through March, mindful meditation class. If you want to come in and join us or if you want to join me by Skype or Google Hangouts, just get in touch with me. We'll work it out from there. I got an email from a listener that asked, who is Paku and Mimi? I believe I mentioned him one time in a podcast when I heard him in the background. Paco and Mimi are two lovebirds that have been here for, I want to say, almost five years now. And I usually refer to them as the Kung Fu guard dogs because you can't walk up and down those steps without them going off at you. In fact, every time I do a podcast, I have to physically make sure that they're outside or somewhere else down in the building so that uh, you don't constantly hear them in case somebody walks in. An essentialism adjustment. I made a post on our Facebook and Twitter account and even our Patreon account that I was going to consolidate Kung Fu podcasts and Tibetan Kung Fu. I wanted to take a moment and explain why. I was listening to one of my mentors, and he recommended that even though they're two different shows and they have two different focuses, they are generally directed to the same audience. Many of the folks who listen to one listen to the other. Then after further dialogue, it became apparent that consolidating the timelines 
and many of the other pieces of the media would make it easier not just for myself, but also for the followers. The podcast will remain different, two separate publications, but to find what's going on with them, you'll be able to find that all in one timeline. Another reason for the change was that we have new projects coming up on board. And some of the folks that support the programming have expressed interest in new books, programs, courses, and some audio books. And I have to literally make the time and physically get things ready so that I can work on those projects. I have posted on our Patreon account that my first goal was to be able to support this program, both programs, just by being able to cover the rent and the materials and content and things like that because I love creating the content and sharing with each and every one of you. The content goes out there for free, but it's not free to produce. It's not free to keep out there and support on the servers and things along those lines. So I have to be able to prioritize what I'm going to be able to focus on and work on. And once I get some of those goals met, then I can change those priorities again. One of the areas that I'm often asked about is in the realm of health and Chinese medicine. Many of the students know that I studied as a naturopath, an exercise physiologist, and then with the Kung Fu, we learned a lot about how to care for yourself and acupoints and meridian lines. And that's where a lot of the programming for courses is coming from. Recently, I had a student who did a couple of online sessions, and through that process, I took him through some acupressure points, heart seven and lung one. Heart seven is an acupoint that is called the spirit gate, and it's used a lot to help balance emotions and just open the doorway. The reason I'm sharing this is because the Stay Connected online session went great. I was able to demonstrate it to him. He was able to use it. And then I get a text two days in a row. It was the best night's sleep I've ever had. And then the next day, I can't believe how much this really helps. If you're not familiar with acupressure, I think of it as like the little brother to acupuncture. It's a way to get to some of the points without needles. And it's also a way to do this anywhere. A lot of times I use acupressure as a warm-up before some of my meditation. It helps me concentrate my mind and helps me get myself in a good posture both physically and mentally to go deeper into my other work. And speaking of other work, one of my most important roles is the role of dad. My son had a question for me. Let me play it for you. How do you forget something you don't want to talk about? How do you forget something you don't want to talk about? Now, we were riding down the road here in Raleigh when he posed that question to me out of the blue. I said, wow, son, that's a really good question. And he said, well, maybe it'd be good for a podcast. It could help me and other people in my Kung Fu family. Instinctively, as dad, I almost, I nearly asked, son, did you have something that it might be good to talk about? Then I paused for a moment and I remembered that his question had already answered that. It's not something he wants to talk about. In fact, it's not even something he wants to think about, and that's why he wants to get rid of it. So I took the approach, and I said, well, let me make sure I understand what you're asking me, son. Let me give you an example or two. Is it something like when somebody takes something that doesn't belong to them, and then they feel bad, and then they want to repair it, but they're scared to talk about it? And he said, that ain't it. Is it like when you sometimes think about something and you may not have done anything, but you have a thought that makes you feel dirty. 
then the thought keeps coming back, making you feel dirty over and over again. And he says, yeah, just like that. Well, Kean and I talked about it, and we agreed, and he's okay with me sharing with you the conversation. Because when he brought up the question, and then he said it might be good for a podcast, I went ahead and turned on my little iPhone, and I recorded the conversation. Now, I edited out a few spots because he asked me to keep some things private. It's a seven-minute conversation between dad and son. And a question, how do you forget something you don't want to talk about? Something, but it was something private that you thought about. So it was, let's say that it was something sexual. And you had thoughts about something sexual, and then you felt bad that you had those thoughts. Or maybe you thought you shouldn't have those thoughts. And and then, then since you kind of feel like you shouldn't have had those thoughts, you feel kind of, sometimes the word dirty or sometimes like you, okay. And you're like, oh, I, w- I just want that to go away, okay. Now, there's a couple things. First is that the thought itself isn't necessarily bad it's not that it's good. It's important that you you recognize that thoughts will come into your heart and mind all the time. Your ability to recognize that something doesn't feel right or doesn't feel good or made you feel a certain way yeah. is not bad. It's actually good. Let's say that you have what you might think of as a bad thought. You thought about stealing money. But you didn't think that was a bad thought, then that is a lot worse than thinking about stealing money. And then you go, "That's a terrible thought. I can't think like that. That makes me feel." You see, that's not bad. You know what we call that? Being aware of your thoughts. You have a thought, then you recognize it. And you go, "Wow, that makes me feel kind of dirty. I wish I could get rid of that." And you just wish it would go away. Yeah, well, it's okay. That and then and and that's okay. What you did first and foremost is that you recognize that sometimes thoughts come into your head. Maybe you saw something, you heard something. It it doesn't matter where it came from. What you do is you learn to let it go, and you go, "Wow, that's not a that's not a pleasant thought." And so you have to practice letting it go. And then as soon as you say, "Okay, I'm not," that's not something I want to. I want to think about anymore. Then the only way you can learn to not think about something is to put your mind somewhere else. Because as soon as you say, "Okay, well, I'm not going to think about," Okay, yeah. You're trying to forget it. I guess the thing that I'm trying to say to you is that... Is the best way to knock your head with a rock? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what they do in the cartoons, right? When they're trying to get a thought out of their head and they take a little hammer or something and they tap themselves in the head trying to get it out. No. That's a cartoon side. Having a thought isn't necessarily a bad thing. What's happening is, is you're getting fixated on having a thought. Well, that's possible. Can, let, let, let me give you something else, too, and a different question. Are the thoughts coming to you while you're awake or while you're asleep? Awake. 
Okay, so they're a conscious, what they call a conscious thought. Because if they come to you while you're asleep, that's a spirit thought, right? Those are two different ways to look at it. A conscious thought or when a waking thought is something that, let's say that you become, I'll give you a good idea. Let's say that you get fixated on shoes and you get our Yu-Gi-Oh card, right? And you are sitting there and you're going, okay, I got to quit thinking about those Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Well, what happens? You can't stop it, right? Why? You're trying to stop. See, what happens to the mind well, is that... now I get it. Yes. So, if you don't think about it or worry about it, it just... It goes away. It sweeps away. Like the wind blows away a cloud. So, I guess, like, when you're trying to pick up something, I guess, instead of, like, you clear your mind out. Yes. Or put your mind on something else. So if you're trying to not think about you, if you go, okay, gosh, I got to quit thinking about those Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Then what do you do? Well, you go get a book. You go get you go get a coloring book. You go get something else, and you work on that. And while you're working on that, your mind goes somewhere else. So you you learn to let things go by putting your mind in a different place. And so your mind will go where you put it. It's so it's called a guided mind. That's where your meditation comes to help. Where you go, okay, you can never not think about something. Does that make sense? Because as soon as you think not to think about it, guess what? You're thinking about it. It's like if you have this mind control little flying thing on a show, and you hope that it doesn't crash on the wall, but it does crash in the wall. That's right, but you're... Because you're thinking about it. That's right, you're thinking about crashing in the wall. Instead of thinking about crashing in the wall, keep it... In a safe distance. Right? So instead of not thinking about having thoughts that make you feel dirty, instead think about things that would make you feel good. Say, okay, it would feel good to call my nana or it feel good to write a, a little a little story to Aunt Juanita, you know, so in case she could hear me, that she would somehow know that uh, I had thought about her. See, those are, well, I know what I was going to Okay, so that's the conversation. In there, you heard me refer to Aunt Juanita. And my great-aunt Juanita just recently passed away, and she was real close to my mom. And so we were thinking about my mom and Aunt Juanita. And at the end there, I had just remembered that he and I had talked about stopping at the Cup of Joe's to get some coffee. I was trying to stay away from the carrot cake, but I didn't do very well there. One of the things that came out of that, besides all the learning and practice, was that he looked at me and he said, Dad, thanks for not asking me to tell you what the thought was or trying to dig around to get it. And that meant a lot to me because I did make a conscious effort not to do that. Here's where the response to his question came from, from my practice. And this is why it's part of the podcast of Tibet and Kung Fu today. Because I used my Kung Fu and the Tai Chi Chuan training to generate the response. The yin and yang map explains that, first, in Kung Fu, if you want to go forward, you have to think back. If you want something to go up, you must think down. In the Tao Te Ching, chapter 22, it says, and this is the translation of it, If you want to become whole, first let yourself become broken. 
If you want to become straight, first let yourself become twisted. If you want to become full, first let yourself become empty. If you want to become new, first let yourself become old. Those whose desires are few will get them. Those whose desires are great will go astray. The problem with the direct approach of not thinking about something is you get tangled up in exactly what you're trying to get away from. Instead, pick a place or a point out there and take your mind there and you'll naturally let go of where you were. You can pick many points out there to go to. And if it's a really bad place you don't want to go to, just go anywhere else. You might make a mistake along the way, but that's still better than going back to the same place that's always a mistake. A personal example is I wake up every morning and I go through the same routine. Part of that routine is I get on the scales to see where I'm at. And I look at the scales and I go, hmm, the scales are not my friend today. Now, if I go, I can't eat the pumpkin spice cake or have a piece of pecan pie or have a glass of wine that evening, then that's the only thing I think about. It's like, man, how am I going to get that piece of pecan pie in today? Or how am I going to have a little glass of wine with my dinner tonight? I can't get them out of my head. But instead, if I say to myself, hmm, the scales are not my friend today, I better focus on getting my lifestyle right. I better get my water in. I better get my protein in and my fiber until it's back in place. And that works for me. I'm not saying it's going to work for you. I'm just saying when I think about exactly what I'm not supposed to do, it's the only thing I think about. Anything that points your mind in a different place is better than trying to spoon out the thoughts of your mind. So when we're all done, here is what Kean told me that he had learned. Instead of pulling it back, you're making it stronger and stronger every second you think about it. So instead of pulling it back, pulling those thoughts out of your mind, when you think about it, you're only making it stronger. Well, this past Sunday night... We were watching the Seattle Seahawks make that incredible comeback against the Green Bay Packers. And during the game, there was a commercial. The NFL sponsors what is called the No More Campaign Against Domestic Violence. It's a non-written, speechless script of raw reactions to domestic violence by both players and celebrities. The responses are usually expressed through anger, crying, and sadness, where they can't even speak. Well, Ken saw the commercial with me, and he said, Dad, that is exactly what it's like to not talk about something you don't even want to think about. And then he and I talked about the courage it takes to talk sometimes about terrible things that make us feel sad and angry. I hope that you find that the spontaneous moments with Ken and I are helpful. I want to thank my son for allowing me the opportunity to share it with you, and I would love to hear your thoughts. Email me to betandcomefood.net forward slash contact or leave a review over on iTunes. Here we are at the updates. I have a course getting ready, Harmonizing Emotions, Energy, and Health. It's got the organ cleansing, the balancing sounds, and acupressure all built into it. And another course that is in the draft mode, coming up hard and fast, for adjusting the mindset. The podcast where we talked about changing from a fix to a growth mindset has generated a lot of conversation and a lot of response. So I'm working on something not just for myself now, but for you all as well. So if there's pieces of it that you'd like to tune in on or make sure that it encompasses, whether it's video, audio, book, then just let me know so I can include it with part of the course. 
We have already begun implementing a growth mindset program here with kids and looking at implementing that as a kid's class. The newsletter went out last week. And if you're not part of the newsletter, please join up over at Tibetan Kung Fu or Kung Fu Podcast. It's the same newsletter. And we'll keep you informed with new events and a schedule of what we're doing, what we've done, and new information about what we're putting out. Saturday, January 24th, Single Whip Workshop. That's the concentration workshop where we're going to take Single Whip, one of the signature movements of Tai Chi and Tai Chi Tuan, and we're going to work it, look at it from different ways, how you could express it and apply it. And you don't have to practice applying it. You can watch as we work through it and as others work through it. If you're interested in that workshop, that's TibetanKungFu.net forward slash single whip. January 31st is Saturday, Hopgar Workshop, TibetanKungFu.net forward slash Hopgar Workshop. We're going to mostly be working on wing flips there. And February the 7th, Cloud Hands Concentration Workshop, TibetanKungFu.net forward slash Cloud Hands. We'll look in there deep at the expressions and uses in different ways to practice Cloud Hands. Okay, so there we go. We asked Patrick about the credit card app, discussed that we're going to be extending the meditation class on Mondays. We let you know who Paco and Mimi is, a little bit about essentialism and how we're going to apply it, Chinese medicine on heart seven and lung one acupressure, the question from my son, how do you forget something you don't want to talk about? Thank you so much for joining me today in episode 33. Practice today being aware of your thoughts. As we always practice to be a better person first and a better martial artist second. <laughs>